Welcome back to the premiere, everybody. Here, but we're coming at you here in December. Um, anyways, Lee and I we're we're not together right now. We're far apart. I'm in Georgia. He's in Idaho. So let us know how good the quality is, as we are far away. We know it could be very challenging. So this is a test. We might post this post this on YouTube if things go well. So let us know if you prefer to see our faces or if you'd like us to wear masks next time. I'm I'm down to be Batman or Robin or even a potato sack. Let us know. We're down for anything. Of course, we all want to see Lee's beautiful face, so give us a thumbs up or a like. Ethan is for sure the face of the franchise we got going on here. And uh, this is also going to be a bit more raw than our typical uploads as well. Uh, we are a uh, a grassroots operation here. And like Ethan was saying, we are, uh, we are in separate uh, states right now, just traveling for the holidays. So the audio is probably going to sound not how it normally does. So thank you for tuning in anyway. Uh, I am also down to wear a mask like it's COVID season again. Uh, let me know. I uh, I do have a face that only a mother could love. So appreciate the honest feedback if you can. But we do got the December classics. I th- that, that like rolled off the tongue. I, uh, I know it you rolled out the tongue, but I don't. I it don't did, yeah. Classics, and one came you out in November, I think. So that's uh, no. Was was bo- uh, spoiler? We're gonna be talking about Boy in the Heron and Wonka, by the way. <laughs> spoiler on for this our episode. Own episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first, though, let's give a big round of applause to Jeremy last week. We oh, greatly appreciate that. Very much. Yes. Let us know a if you guest. would like to see Jeremy again, or if you'd like to see new guests on the podcast what you guys prefer, or if you want to come on the podcast, we, we are open to anything. So let us know. Yeah. If you're famous or attractive or neither, you are or welcome. Money. Yeah. Uh, one of the three, perhaps, or none of the three, all are welcome. We, uh, we think we can squeeze you in there uh, for an episode. So let us know. Uh, let us know how bad our movie tastes are. Let us make fun of you if you were bad movie tastes, especially if you sided with Jeremy and Ethan last week on that Christmas bracket that did not turn out uh, how it should have, but I digress. Thank you anyway. So let's, let's get into it. The boy in the heron, the yeah, studio you... Ghibli came, came out. And I think it's one of, I can't remember the director's name, but I think it's his last, or if not one of his last movies that he'll ever produce. I, I did. I heard rumors that it was, it might, it might have been. I did read a quote, and I guess I could pull it up in just a second. But I, I did research that. I was like, the last one. This feels like a big deal. But he said he doesn't have plans to stop in his old age. So uh, good for him, uh, all things considered. It's a long, arduous journey to become an animator and to keep being an animator. I don't think it's that easy. So good for him. Does he actually Hopefully. do the animation, or does he just kind of direct it? Uh, I thought he... I wouldn't be surprised if he did both. I think he does both. So let me see here. Now, the Studio Ghibli films, just to let you know my takes in general, I do think they are very beautiful movies in general, all of them. Sometimes the story and plot I I get lost in personally as a whole. But I just like looking at the animation that I get kind of sucked in there. And then at the end, I'm like, wow, that movie was so cool. I forget what it was about. And, you know, I am of, well... I don't know all the deep like symbolism and lore that Studio Ghibli films will throw in there. I have not personally dissected or animated or dissected or analyzed any of his movies, any of his films very profoundly, but it does. Uh, it It's really weird. Studio Ghibli, they do two things really well as far as animation goes. And the film's gorgeous, right? It feels like the characters are walking around in paintings all the time. The backdrops just look like they could be in a museum and these characters just look so, so good, but they do two things really well. Uh, People running away from the camera. That always looks really good for some reason, just like the Cape physics that they have, the the wrinkles and the flow and the clothes and the hair and the way they move their arms when they're running always looks great for some reason. I don't know how they do that. And Studio Ghibli, they just animate the very, these in-between tasks really well. Uh, And of course the big grandeur shots of, are always going to look really impressive, but just when they're preparing food or when they're adjusting statues and sculptures or putting on slippers, even uh, reading books, those moments just look so cozy. And so, I don't know, they make the mundane look very, look very attractive. And I think it's really cool how they do that. Uh, Storytelling aside, it just, they are just, 
feel good films to look at. And I, and I think that's why I think I get distracted because I, I do think they do have plots and things. I just get lost in that. Like, for instance, I feel like every single one of them has a scene with rice and an omelet. And every time I'm like, that's got to be the most amazing meal there ever. Oh, was. it looks delicious. Yeah. You're like, I, I, I have to eat that. I have, it makes me want to go home and cook. But it's a I'm disappointment thinking, I, in real life when you, when you see it, you're like, Oh, that's it. I know. You're like, I, I don't even look good eating this. Like I just look ugly eating this. Not like they did. And I'm a disgrace. And I'm like, I ruined the moment. The aesthetic is gone. We'll leave that so for I, your only fans, yeah. whether you look good or not. So I appreciate Yeah. Anyways, uh, drop a sub to the only fans. We just launched one. I did not. That's a joke. We did. It's just I, as we did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We <laughs> did not. not. I, we're, we're I not did. There yeah. There is, there is no, no premiere OF yet. Let us know if you'd like it. Um, it's not even explicit in nature. It's just, it's, it's really just me. We're just watching movies. Yeah. That's I'm just it. watching a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not even doing anything. I'm fully clothed. And uh, yeah, I don't even react to the movie. I'm just kind of looking at the screen. Sometimes I, I you don't always watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could be anything. It could be a YouTube video. It could be a documentary, but, uh, but yeah, uh, oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, to cut I was you gonna off. say, what, what's your favorite studio Ghibli films? Uh, I have not seen all 20 of them that there are. Oh, wait, hang on. 26. Then I can't remember. It was, yeah. Anyway, there's, there's a, a lot. lot. Of them. I, but not too many. Not too many. Uh, not Ponyo okay. for sure. Not, not Ponyo. I was so shocked when Ponyo was like their highest grossing one. That to me was an absolute that like rocked my world, dude. I had no idea. That's my favorite. That's so many, that's my so many people had seen Ponyo. I was like, this movie's about a fish and you've never seen it. I know <laughs> that's what the, that's what the trailers and the commercials always And so like much more than that. Well, she becomes a girl. As a kid, but it's about a fish becoming a girl. So, I mean, it's that, a better well, little mermaid, but they're, it's a better, uh, I'm all for that. I do. Liam Neeson, your boy's in there. Let's do. I, uh, Liam Neeson's in there. The boy in the heron had a huge star studded cast, but anyway, uh, favorite studio Ghibli films, uh, Ghibli, as they say, I believe in the homeland. Uh, that's not insensitive by the way. I did look this up. That studio is named after an Italian warplane used during World War One or World War Two or something, and that is, I think, just how they pronounce it over there. But Nerd. yeah, I don't, I don't know how I know that. I've seen <laughs> all my favorite Studio Ghibli films. I'm about to list are the only ones I have seen. But I think my favorite is Spirited Away. That's a good one. I do think I do think that one was cool. Uh, the as far as monster and human aesthetics go, it looked magical in the unique way. And it could be if I had seen, for example, The Boy and the Heron first, that had been my first Studio Ghibli film, I would probably associate that with that unique magical style that they that they craft. But I do like Spirited Away. I think it's a, a fun adventure. If I, It's been a long time, but if I remember right, it was I enjoyed following along with with that, uh, the main character, that girl, uh, I did like, what is this, uh, Moving Castle, Laputa, Laputa, I think. Or is, um, How's Moving Castle. Is that House? Cause there's, there's House Moving the Castle sky. and the Castle in the Sky. I get those two mixed up. I do, Wonder I do why. think I like, uh, I just, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I do think I like Castle in the Sky is probably my second favorite. That one was cool. That one got a little, like conspiracy theory vibes at the end there, but it was still fun. That's still a cool one. Nice. Yeah, I think Ponyo is probably my favorite. It's the one I've seen the most. Uh, it's a, I don't know. It's a good family one. I mean, they're all great family films. That one I feel especially, though, is a good family film. And it's then the I also like... the film I can think of. That's true, besides all the Toy Stories. No. uh Yeah, no. They're, all, they're all G. No, there's no way, dude, really. Yeah, look it up. What? But the first one has the hooker in it. There's no way that's G. You can get away with that. Everyone but... should see that. No, dude, there's no way. It I, totally I is. Okay, I believe, I believe you. I, I'm sorry. I believe you. I shouldn't doubt you. You're always right when these things happen. Uh, but Kiki's delivery is deliver. Sorry, Kiki's delivery service is one that I really like. Um, to me, it's just a fun tale of a girl coming to a new city and figuring out life and everything. So, slice of life movies never a bad thing. Makes you feel cozy. Makes you feel good. But the boy and the heron, to me. Sorry, this is this might be we might get into spoilers here for this film. So, as we kind of do with every episode, so if you've been following along with us, you know we are very bad at 
holding back spoilers. So here's your warning for the entire episode, even though we'll try not to for the first couple of minutes, but I doubt it. It was his mom. <laughs> I just thought it was a different rendition of Spirited Away. <laughs> I can see that. Okay. All right. Like a girl it goes went, off, their family goes off to force. a different land. Okay. Just like they do in Spirited Away, his family goes off to a vacation, or her family goes mm-hmm. off to a vacation, and then she goes under the bridge. Oh, wait. Oh, holy and cow. And this one, he I goes totally... under the castle, and then it goes into this mystic oh. world where she they want to keep her hostage. Yeah. And then yeah. there's just a bunch of random things. I I don't know if hostage is the right word in Boy and the Heron. I was totally thinking of, what's I'd that Disney movie with the horse? Disney movie with a horse? Yeah. Because uh, you said Spirited Away, and I know we had just talked about it, but I was like, oh, the one with the attractive horse. But that's... Oh, uh, there's uh, there's the DreamWorks spirit. Yeah, spirit. I, for some reason, I was I heard you... I thought all I heard was spirit, and I was like, that's interesting. But I, I do see where uh, they go to this, you know, magical realm, and they basically have to escape, and there's someone that they try to rescue kind of thing. And there's peril and and mind bending, world building things. So it it does it does feel like it, there are similarities. It's a bit more out there compared to the more you know grounded uh, Kiki's Delivery Service kind of movies that um, come out. So a lot a lot more magical things happen. For sure. I guess for me, I was just surprised at how much the story correlated with Spirited Away, like parallel pass to me was very interesting because i'm all for the mythical stuff like that's what you kind of want from studio Mm -hmm. ghibli films to me it was just so interesting how it was very same journey boy or girl gets lost away from their parents right kind of has to find their way out or save something i think we're just in the world of re-releases man because people i think i think i don't know i maybe that's what i'm sure it was intentional right because they're they're probably thinking, oh, Spirit Away is kind of uh, to me. Aside from now learning Ponyo, I think Spirit Away uh, to me, I, I think is also you know one of their big name ones, a bit more iconic in, in their in their catalog. And so they're like, well, that worked the first time. Let's just you know re-release our lightning in a bottle that we kind of have here. Oh, so it makes sense. And I think Studio Ghibli fans will absolutely love this film. If you're a Studio Ghibli fanatic, this is right up your alley. Yeah, lots of weird stuff uh, that are uh, drawn beautifully. Um, Robert Pattinson was unrecognizable. So props to him for being the Heron, I think. Yeah, he was the Heron. Him and Christian Bale, too, were unrecognizable. Oh, really? I, I heard him right away. I was Because I was sitting there thinking, I was like, I wonder who, who they're going to be. And I I had read that Robert Pattinson was the, was the bird, was the Heron. I wasn't sure who Christian Bale was, but it was almost right away. I was like, oh. There he is. There's Batman. He's the boy. Who? Isn't he the boy? Christian Bale? Yeah. No, I think he's the dad. I don't think so. Let me check. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. That's why I do. And maybe that's why I completely missed him. And I'm I'm casting him wrong. So I think I thought he played the main character. IMDB has the Japanese actors. Yeah, I know. Which makes sense. He plays uh, Sochimaki, which I can't remember. That could be the dad. I think you're right. I think. Uh, I think that's the dad because Mahito is, is the son. I think you're right. Um, Who plays the son? I don't know. Oh, Willem Dafoe's in this. I did forget that. Willem Dafoe. I was really excited to look forward to him in this movie. And he had like five lines. Right. Yeah. That was a bummer. Uh, Luke Skywalker was in this one. Dave Bautista was probably the most noticeable, but it wasn't in a bad way. No, his role was was uh, cool. It was interesting, but yeah, Dave Bautista, for sure. You're right, Chris so, Bale was I mean, the dad. I didn't even recognize him. Wow. Really? Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, I mean, maybe just because I like him, but yeah, he was the dad. Uh, you know, not that he was bad. Uh, he was good. I think. I. You know, voice acting. I think was great all around. I, this is probably going to get some hate. I think, and I can't remember if this is in all Studio Ghibli films, but it does feel like in most of them. I feel like the people's bodies and clothes feel so animated and feel so, I don't know, feel so real. Like there's texture and just almost lifelike, except people's faces. I don't know why 
people's faces and eye expressions, they look very flat to me. And I think that's my one gripe with the animation style. I'm probably not a very good critic of that, but I think that's the one thing where I was noticing. I, I get everything else looks looks gorgeous except people's faces like people look surprised or they look concerned or they're eating or they're having a conversation and i feel like their eyes don't move that much they have the same expression for a lot of the time unless they're laughing and closing their eyes or something that's interesting because i feel like i can feel like a lot of emotion from their faces when i watch the films and how they're designed now they're not as like texture detailed and i think that's on purpose because those can kind of make a character not look good kind of what they purposely do with like the old ladies they add a lot of texture right add a ton of wrinkles makes them look worse the they smooth everything out and look simpler and cleaner yeah and so i think not having those makes them look younger um quite a contrast oh i guess that's true i that's i hadn't thought about that the young versus old that they're going for yeah that's a good point and most of the emotions you'll see is in like cheeks and in eyebrows that's true yeah you get the eyebrow raises in there i yeah i am tired of Studio Ghibli drawing old people so hideous. They all look the like, same. They, old, I know like, they all look the same. Yeah. I'm like, which I guess that... makes sense when you have the same animation people. If that's your thing, that's your thing. Which, yeah, which does make sense. It just, to me, it's just like, is this the fate of everyone? Like you're, you all look young and beautiful and then you get old and you become hunchback and shriveled. And I like when I first thought that when he first goes into the house and he sees them all gathered over around the mail or whatever. I thought they were going to be monsters. I thought they had right away gone into that mystical realm that you know you're getting into anyway. But nope, they were just the the workers, the maids, the, the caretakers at the house. I was like, you people look awful. And they always look awful. And also do Ghibli films. Well, people just look horrible. Yep. <laughs> I do like how they were kind of like the chess pieces in the other world or like just dolls. Oh, that's true. Yeah, or she Rus- puts them kind around. Kind of more Russian ball. dolls, I would say. Like those, uh, yeah, those... Um, <laughs> Excuse me, uh, those miniature, yeah, those little Russian dolls. Yeah, they they did look cool. And to be real, everything looked phenomenal, even like the little white things that... I was about to say, what did you think of those? Because that was my favorite part of the movie, was watching those things. They they were so adorable. (laughs) I didn't really like them very much. I, I get their purpose. I get their function. And to me, that was kind of the... uh, When they're flying away and trying to save them. To me, that's, you know, kind of the turning point in the film where he goes in front, he's, he changes from what the heck is going on here to I need to make sure I, I do the right thing True. Uh, point in the movie. But I, I don't like their, I, I know they wave, which was cute, whatever, but that, I don't know. I just little, little bean things just don't, don't do it for me, man. You don't like the simple, cute stuff. Not really. To me, not they really. just like reminded me, and I know they're not, they're kind of similar to like just mini Kirby's is what I got reminded of. No, that's fair. No, that's, that's a good analogy. Especially the way that they like blew up, kind of almost turning into like booze, which I have heard a, <laughs> a thing that booze, sorry, this is a Mario tangent, but that booze are just the souls of Kirby's. <laughs> that's the deep lore, man. <laughs> but that's what those white things like. Honestly, what I forget, I think it's like the Walla Walla or something like that. Oh yeah, the the Wada Wada. Wada Wada. Yeah. To me, I was like, can we get them back on the screen? Can we see them more? <laughs> I uh it was this cool tender moment, and I think it made them special, the fact that they were the key moment in that crucial part in, in the story. Uh I think any more they would have overstayed their welcome for me. But it was it was cool. It was it was fun. So uh, and, and sad when they died, for sure. Oh, for sure. Biggest spoiler here though. Because I'm just kind of upset about this, but I understand why it was this. I knew, and you, everyone kind of knew it. You see it coming. You knew that his mom was going to be the fire girl in the other world. I didn't. I was that oh, one. Really? I was like, yeah, oh, I, that thought that was, I thought that was a lob. Like, I thought it, in hindsight, it does feel obvious. Like, oh, of course it's his mom. But then I was like, you're what, what threw me off was that. In, in the beginning, when they explain that his mom dies and his dad finds a new girlfriend, finds a new wife or whatever, they're like, they all say, oh, she looks exactly like his mom. I'm like, oh, okay. But they turned out to be sisters? Yeah. Right? And I was well, like... Well, what, that's like... his sister, too. Yeah, his aunt. Yeah. That became his stepmom. 
that became a st- I, to me I was like this th- is not like like <laughs> this is a surprise now that we're finding out <laughs> like what do you like what's going on here well some families don't live around each other for a long time I guess that's true uh and I don't know the ins and outs of of the culture of the time and I don't think they they purposely obscure that so it's a big reveal he was also born on. during World War II, so it's hard to go and see your family. Right, right. It just, uh, I just thought it funny that he just felt like the dad fell in love with, with, yeah. like, oh, she's dead? <laughs> no, oh, that, like, that's, that's like something our old roommate would do. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, not going to drop names, but it's like, oh, we're done here? Oh, yeah. Oh, anyway. Oh, you're still around. Oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like nothing ever happened. <laughs> My no, I I like I said, I thought it was obvious the whole time, but the only reason I was disappointed because I was like, man, it would be it just seemed like they kind of like almost made it seem like he had a crush for her. Or like would end up like liking her. Just a little bit, not too much because it's a studio Ghibli film, but like just enough to create like that little romance vibe. But we all knew it was gonna be his mom, so I was like, Don't do it even though you look like you'd be perfect together. Don't do it. It does. Uh, I you, and I think that's like a natural tendency. Just always see, you know, when they when the male or the female lead gets paired with, you know, someone their same age. And in the back of your mind, you're always thinking, "Will they? Won't they?" But it is. Um, I don't think it was ever weird until they explain. If anything, I think the mom's part was very touching, where she's she doesn't want to live. She chooses to go back to her her through her same door, and live out the same life she had knowing that, you know, the love for her son is still there. I thought that was really, really touching, oh, but it is, uh, um, it was weird. It was a little odd. You're like, wow, you're getting really close. She made him tea. Mm-hmm. I think she likes him. Now, do you think the heron was just in the title? Cause it's a good title. The boy and the heron. So I feel like the heron yeah. was like a, uh, almost a side character. I feel like there's like one main character, in 50 side characters. That one was weird. They they explore their friendship later on, I guess. Uh not in the greatest way, I don't think. But they they make him these this enemy to to friends kind of arc, which is fine, I suppose. But it is uh it I did think he was gonna get more lines at the end, uh, instead of just uh you know kind of being stepped on. Because he's so helpful in getting to the, excuse me, uh, to the end goal there, but they just he just kind of a side note until until later on, and then they're friends, and then he goes back into the real world. It was just interesting. I I didn't know what to expect. I just thought I'd see the hair more. It'd be differently, but I guess that's what makes it a studio Ghibli film. You never know what's going to happen, and it's always a interesting surprise. It always is an interesting surprise. Never a bad surprise. I don't think this movie was awful. It was just a little. A little out there i think when you get too abstract in the magic and the and the weird you know realms you do kind of lose me a little bit uh it was like the parakeets that eat people it's like okay all right and then bautista that's the parrot king uh and then luke skywalker that just does his best to keep the wolf from falling apart but can't seem to do it he let the parakeets take over or something so well he wasn't strong enough message uh, whatever that means, like he's, so. going, he's growing too old in the whole block system. But yeah, but uh, but cool still, cool visuals nonetheless. Uh, not not too, I mean, out there, but not enough to lose your attention. It just kind of, in fact, it, it's it's kind of like that in a good way. To you, you're kind of like squinting. You're like, okay, what's going on here? I better pay attention. And At least me, that's, that's the impression I get. To me, that was another parallel that I had was um, spirited away is there's kind of points in the journey where we're kind of just seeing the animators show off their skills. Some of it adds to the plot, some of it doesn't. But right. it's just, it's just yeah. cool art. Yeah, this is cool art. I uh, I do always think it's really cool when, when studios can make 3D animation look 2D and make it look good. And that doesn't always turn out well, but when it does, it, it looks sweet, man. It looks cool. What would you rate it? Give it a six and a half out of ten. Say sixty-nine out of ten. Uh six and a half out of ten. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry everybody for our audio uh issues today. But yeah, six point five. 
trying to think how I want to rate this one. On a on a scale of perhaps I'm gonna go Sweden, one Sweden to Somalia. How happy does it make you to Sweden live there? Sweden to Somalia. It's a long road. Um That is a long road. I didn't think about that. Very true. For me, and this is on a scale of my studio Ghibli films, I would say. You are more cultured in the Ghibli films than I am. This is probably my bottom half for Studio Ghibli films, so I'm going to give it a 40. Now, compared to other films, probably about a 65 out of 100. Okay. But for Studio really? Ghibli, Ghibli films, I'm putting it at a 40. I think I just like a lot of other ones better. This one was still good, though. It's still a good watch. Like, if you're a Studio Ghibli fan, this is a must-watch for you, for sure. Dang. Okay. Um, so it sounds like you were underwhelmed by what you were getting into. Or yeah. af- after the fact, I should say, you sounds like you were very impressed, comparatively speaking. Comparatively speaking. The Ghibli universe. Now, I'd, I'd still probably watch this movie again, for sure. I'd give it another watch. But I'd say it's in my lower half for Studio Ghibli films. Which is okay. still really good. I think the lower half movies are still top-tier movies. So. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, that's, uh, that is one guy's actual good opinion on Sue Ghibli films and one guy's opinion who doesn't know anything about what he's talking about. Now, so, to be fair, Lee's giving me too much credit. I am not the biggest Studio Ghibli fanatic. There are many more of you out there that are. And I've probably seen three quarters of the films, but not all. Yeah, you know, Japanese Disney. They're, they're nice to pop in, you know, family-friendly movies that you can, you can throw in on a Sunday afternoon for sure. So it's... Uh, but anyway, uh, speaking of as closest to Disney you can get without being actually Disney, we also saw Wonka. So, which was very, I'm very surprised how much marketing and anticipation Wonka got, in all fairness. The media was like, are people really that hyped for this movie? I was a little shocked. I think Wonka, now, n- not this movie specifically, um, n- and this is not hate on this movie. I just think Wonka is an iconic figure that has. It must be. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I think as a kid for us, it was a lot bigger. Like the original Wonka film was huge. The book was huge. Wait, 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 wait. There was a book. There's a Willy Wonka book. Yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory by Ronald Dahl. They're not just what? That's off. This this is all based off of a book. These aren't. Yeah. This is all based off of a candy. That's why it always said. No. Yeah. It's always based off a book. What? You didn't know that? No, I had no clue. I mean, I'm so dumb. Is this re- really you? You knew the author, and you—he's you, a very famous author. What I did? I oh yeah, I read his. Like, we read his book in like first grade. I was always unsure if the candy company came first or if the original musical came out first, and everything just spawned from there. I'm shocked. I didn't know this came from a book. No, he yeah, Ronald Dahl <laughs> is huge. Oh, I. Uh, he wrote like I, the Matilda books, Charlie and the Jack, oh. Charlie. Chocolate Factory. Matilda? Fantastic With the Mr. Fox. No. Yeah, this guy's huge. He's he's I'd say on par with Dr. Seuss. Now I no do way. think his books are a little more I mean I'm doing not I, much, I but a little anything. bit more depth than Dr. Seuss books, but very similar. No, dude, this not is huge. Much. Okay. I'm surprised. Okay. You didn't know this. No, I, I didn't know Fantastic Mr. Fox and Wonka and all these people came from the same <laughs> the same dude. I'm uh I'm very sorry, dear viewer, for a movie podcaster. I uh, I don't know anything, actually, now that I'm realizing this. So I apologize. So thank And you. I would say Wonka is like the icon for him, kind of like the cat from Cat in the Hat is the icon for Dr. Seuss. I, I would imagine so. I mean, now that I'm learning about all this, uh, it seems like the most famous IP in his repertoire uh, after hearing your explanation, without a doubt. And I think Wonka is just, in general, Wonka is just like a a feel-good always. Like a, I want to be in this imagination world where everything's out of, you know. Wonka is the definition of imagining something in it happening or an imaginary world. It does make you feel good. I will say, uh, the Johnny Depp one, I don't know if it made me feel good like this new one did. But I do think that, that I think that is the point of... Uh, you know, this feel-good world where even, you know, as cruel as it can still be, where you can still come out and, and live your dream. So I think the message is is still there. 
but after looking at all the, the previous Wonka films as well. But yeah, I, I had no clue. I'm so sorry, man. I'm, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I don't oh, know. No, you're you're fine. Yeah, that that's why I think a lot of people like it because it is a very historic figure, um, fictional at least historic fictional figure. Now, I do think the point of this movie was not to tell like this deep story, which I'm very grateful for after like starting it because the way yeah, that you know, yeah. some of the trailers showed it is it was going to be like a very like real world. We're going to learn a lot about the emotions behind Wonka and things like that, which I'm glad they did not do. I'm glad they made it just a fun time to experience. Really? I think that's exactly what the film was about. And, and it's not like they, they made it very gritty or super, you know, into the depths of his soul. But I think, I think they did. And it was, it it did this in a tasteful way. That's good for kids, but still, I think enough there for uh, adults as well to where you, you get a sense of his ambition of his naivety and of him, you know, coming to terms with, uh, trying to overcome things when the world's trying to bring you down, and not that it was super hardcore or anything. I don't, it should not not be by any means. Not the point. But I do think it was the or the characters were not shallow. I will say it's not like Wonka was like modern day SpongeBob, where he's just you know happy go lucky. Oh, I'm doing this. I you know I have no sense of of harm or anything bad happening. I do think there was enough there where he's you know there's he learns and he grows a little. Right. And, and that's why, that's what I'm talking about. I think they kept it very simple in that aspect. Like there wasn't many scenes where they try to make it a, I want to say like an Oscar worthy moment where he's down in the dust and crying or anything like that. Like I think they did really good at making his lows seem low, but very light at the same time. Like, Oh, we're going to easily be able to get over this if we keep trying, you know, which is yeah. what, which is what I think we want from a film like this. I didn't want it to be like this almost like the dark Knight for Batman. No. Yeah. By no means should this have been like this gritty, you know, uh, introspective tale on a chocolate maker. Uh, this should have, and I think they handled it pretty well, you know, and like I said, in a way that's good for kids, but I think, you know, still palpable for, for adults, you know, still makes you feel good, but yeah, it was, uh, it was simple and it was what it needed to be. And I would say better than the Johnny Depp one, as much as I love Johnny Depp. Now, I think, just okay. Now we're kind of getting into like talking about all three of them. The Johnny Depp one is by far the worst one. It is. It's not even close. It, it doesn't capture it. what Wonka is. I think it shows who Tim Burton is, and Willy Wonka just happened to be. His yeah, it's a Tim Burton that he's movie, playing in not a Willy time. Wonka movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which now I do. I do. <laughs> do like that one. I think Johnny Depp is unrecognizable as he is and the voice he makes. To me, it's hilarious. And these kids just, these, these kids just really going through it and suffering is funny. But yeah, I would say the, uh, the one, the original one and then this one to me, I feel like, you know, or I feel like this new one is pretty faithful, a pretty faithful reinterpretation of original Wonka and, you know, like, you know, making you feel good and, and everything good in this world started with a dream kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, Johnny Depp one is totally out of left field. Thanks to Tim Burton more than anything. Oh yeah. And that's not a knock on anyone's performance there. Like you said, I think honestly, that might be my favorite Johnny Depp don't, performance. Don't, don't. Well, I think Pirates is clearly that number one, my favorite one, don't but do that to I me think right it's, now. I guess the one I'm most, not my favorite, but my one I'm most impressed by, because like you said, he doesn't sound like himself at all. And it's one where he doesn't even look like himself. No, yeah. So that, that's what I mean. Yeah. I think that I'm more yeah. impressed because I'm like, you could have told me that was a different actor and I would have believed you. I think that's kind of, I think Johnny Depp does that in a lot of movies where if he if he's in costume, he's going to be in a mother effing costume, if, if you know what I'm saying, you know. I think that's just the most night and day one, though. I feel like the other ones you can still tell is Johnny Depp. Like that one to me is just night and day, not Johnny Depp. I mean, to me, Edward Scissorhands doesn't really look like a person who looks like Edward Scissorhands. Oh, really? That one I can see see him easily. Really? Okay. <laughs> I guess the, All right. his face looks the same. For some reason, Willy Wonka's face doesn't to me. I don't know why. That's true. I think, I think yeah, I think in the red, yeah, I guess that's get, they, they somehow it's, gave yeah. him a round head. I don't know how they did that. <laughs> I think it, I think it's a stupid Bob haircut he has. That's probably what it is. So dumb, but yeah. yeah. It Pirates his, is still my favorite yeah. role. I want to make that clear. This is the one I'm most impressed by that he doesn't look like or sound like himself. He uh he is in character for sure. 
but there was uh now hot take by hot take i mean very obvious i did like wonka better than napoleon and uh i think i enjoyed wonka oddly enough now i i don't like musicals very much and i don't like disney films that much i don't like when films try to be disney but uh wonka was wonka was not bad it was uh um you know not tim burton which was very necessary but very uh i don't know just uh just simple and i don't think we've watched a simple movie this year i think we've watched it a lot just not recently i feel like we haven't seen a lot of simple films recently i guess fast and furious is pretty you know pretty brain dead pretty brain dead simple um this one though i wonka just has like a charm to him like yeah it's got this whole yeah not just him but like the entire world just has like a nice charm to him and i think it's perfect that it came out around christmas because it reminds me of a christmas movie like one that you want to watch with your family that's a feel-good movie and has a good message usually oh yeah it is uh this is very appropriate for christmas time with it not even mentioning you know anything about christmas or or pine trees or uh christianity in general at all but yeah it is uh yeah uh, very appropriate for this time of year, and I don't, I don't know if I want to call it like the Wonka Universe, you know the no, I want to call it that no. the 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 WCU or anything like that. But I, I, I don't know. Yeah, there's just like you said, this charm uh, to you know, yeah, just like you're like, wow, I, I kind of wish I could be there, or like, wow, that that made my day a little better somehow, which I didn't expect. I, I thought the bar for this was pretty low. I was like, really. I'm only seeing this because of who's playing Wonka. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, you're solely there just to be entertained. Just like you're watching Christmas movies, you're only there to be entertained. I'm I'm not wanting much more. Now, one thing I did really like is how they incorporated the old music with like melodies, like in the background of of something's about to happen. I thought that was really cool. Um, Occasionally they'd sing one or two lines from previous songs. I think like the Oompa Loompa one. And then there's one, other one towards the end but other than that i like how they still had their original songs but had some of the melodies from the old songs i really like that is that okay i uh because i obviously you know the oompa loompa um and uh you know uh you know come in a world of your imagination i don't think that's the right title but anyway step into a world that's of on, yeah. your imagination yeah that's you know i i think that's a pretty recognized one and dare i say iconic somehow song oh it's iconic and- you can say it's okay all right it just feels weird it's like I mean, you know things I, from like the 80s it can be iconic. I, that's fair yeah i just i don't know i think of iconic things in you know in, in movies and i think of like you know obviously like star wars or half the disney movies or the avengers and then to put wonka in like the same conversation just well, I, that, I think wonka's in there with like now the scale of how like how good the movies in are different but i think they're like iconic similar to like how Back to the Future is iconic, like Willy Wonka is iconic. I guess it's fair, iconic and, and pretty recognizable. And, you know. If you read the books too, I think you'd also. Yeah, I had no clue they were books. That's I'm I'm missing out on the deep lore, but now I found it a ton. So okay, dang, I got so much to catch up on. But uh, the yeah, I the music was good. Uh, I think it was our boy Timothy singing. Um. If not, they did a good voiceover. It it did it, it, it sounded. I was thinking. I was like, he's not really going to sing, is he? It's not his thing. But uh, to me, when he was singing, it sounded like him. Let me let me look it up. Actually, I think it's like Zac Efron in High School Musical, where you think it's Zac Efron, but it's not. Timothy Chartreuse Reborn <laughs> sing in Wonka. Yeah, sings and dances throughout several numbers. So yeah, that was him. Talented man. So yeah, cool. I didn't know he edited him. Nerd. He was the perfect actor for it, honestly. He did a great job. Yeah, I uh I I mean, I know Hollywood, I know people complain that they they want like new actors, and I think he's part of that category where people are like, okay, like I know he's an actor, like we can do someone else. But I I I do like him. I think he did a good job. Uh he needs to eat more. He's too skinny. No matter he what need, he needed that for in. the he needed that for the Wonka role though, but it scares me. I think he's anemic or something. Really? Or, I think, or, I think yeah. they just make him look taller on screen than he really is. 
That could be. And, you know, I guess if you're skinny, it's easy to make you look taller. I just like every time I, I see him, anytime I see like him extend out his arm or I see how his pants fit on him, I, I get nervous. I don't know. My, uh, my inner immigrant mother comes out and says, you need to eat more. You're too skinny. And kind of thing. So it's, I, I don't know. I just, Oh, he probably has know. abs cause he's just skinny. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you're, you know, when it's, when he, you didn't earn him, you just have him. Yeah. Right. And you just have a, you just have a high metabolism. Now I'm sorry if anyone's a big fan and knows that he works out, he might, but <laughs> do if, if he works out, he must run all day and eat celery. Maybe he's that's a method got, actor. Get in the role. Maybe he's a method actor, but anyway, yeah, our boy, uh, our boy, Timothy Cheeseburger really did a good job. And I think everyone, to me, the role characters do well. And to me, that's kind of how I grade a movie or that's one of the things I look into a movie. I'm like, how are the side characters and the side characters do a good job that I'm usually uh, happy. And I think in this film, I think, I think they did. I think the the characters that they play, you know, kind of those wacky, silly, uh, but still, stakes online universe they've constructed. I think it's cool. I think people, everybody did a good job. All things oh, considered. I agree. And sorry, one last thing. I, I like how they made, they were able to make Wonka his own standalone character and be the story where in the books and in the other movies, Charlie's the main character. Yeah. That's the kid, right? Yeah. He's, he gets all the, yeah. And so Wonka's like the main side character. So I think they did a good job of giving him a hundred percent of the spotlight instead of like, 50, which he still has a ton of spotlight in the other ones, but I think it integrated yeah. well, which I think a lot of people were nervous for. So my recommendation is if you want to have an entertaining time at the theaters, go or wait till it comes on max. Cause it probably will be there in about three months, but probably this yeah. one I'd say is worth a watch. This is a fun gather your entire family together and watch. Yeah. Oddly enough, I would, I would recommend, I don't know if I would recommend every movie we've ever talked about on this podcast, but this one I do recommend, you know, if, um, you know, it's a fun family movie. It's a fun day movie, you know, makes it, makes it feel a lot warm and fuzzy inside. So go check it out. Go support our boy, Timothy church and the rest of the cast and crew. I think you'll, I think you'll have a good time. It's oddly wholesome, by the way, I feel like in other Wonka, Willy Wonka portrayals, he is not this, uh, can do attitude. I can overcome hardship. I'm going to do the right thing all kinda, the time. Kind of turns into the villain in the other ones. Or the, yeah, he does. Yeah, he gets a little scary in the other ones. The but, but this one. Well, he's, he's, yeah. he's young. He's early. Yeah. So it, it does kind of make me a little sad that he goes from this to, oddly enough, turns into a bit more, a bit, a bit more scary. I mean, if a, I lived in my of world of imagination for that long, I probably would. I guess that's true. The demons start kicking in and the schizophrenia really starts takes over. So can't blame anyone for that. He's just a man. My scale that I'm ranking this one on from a one to a high chew, which is my favorite candy. One to a high chew. What's your least favorite candy? Ooh, our least favorite? That's a tough one. Can't tell me every single piece of candy you've ever put in your mouth. You were like, that was great. No, I'm just, it's one of those ones where like, when you think of candy, you think of the ones you like. <laughs> really? Yeah. I feel like I can, I feel like my, I can very easily come to my brain, a taste that I did not enjoy something that was bitter or not as sweet as I was wanting. I don't know. Maybe that's just how my brain works. Well, I guess my initial thought was one that I'm not a big fan of that a lot of people are. And I'm like, but I know that's not my least favorite because I still kind of like that one. Still kinda, <laughs> you know, it's a, you're like, okay, it's not that bad. Yeah, like my first thought was like three musketeers, but I'm like, those aren't that bad. <laughs> that's what, see, that's why I didn't say it right away. Yeah. yeah now okay, thinking yeah, about yeah. it, my one is candy corn. <laughs> do, do, is this like the, this must be the ultimate generation gap, dude. Cause generation gap, we're a year apart. But, but I, I like candy corn and I feel like people older than me or my age like candy corn and people younger than me complain about it on Twitter every Halloween. No, I think I'm like, I'm like, people younger than you also like candy corn. I think candy corn is just a very dividing candy. It's either you like it or you hate it. And people that always defend that they like it just say it's not bad. They'll never put it as their favorite candy. <laughs> Dude, it doesn't have to be your favorite to be good. Come on, man. It's, it's Christmas. We should have this debate two months ago. We should have. 
And yeah, I think candy corn is just, you're convincing yourself it's not as bad. It's like those Nico wafer candies. Oh. Yeah, dude, naughty. That's no, not candy corn, I'd eat those over candy corn. <laughs> what about black licorice? Black licorice, okay, black licorice is more of like a up taste and palate thing. Like, I like black licorice. But so you don't like candy corn just because it's not good, but the, the well, black, black licorice, li- it's a black taste licorice, in palate, so you black, like it. Okay. Black licorice, oh, sorry, it's a hard word to say. Black that licorice, is black licorice, yeah. There is, is flavor to it. It's just, I don't know how to describe it. It's an acquired taste, I'd say. <laughs> it's acquired, you're like, wow, this is bad. Let me try it again. And then like, you're like, wow, this was still bad. Let me try it again. Like, it's almost not candy taste. So, like, when I eat black licorice, I'm not thinking about, man, this is a sweet candy thing. I'm like, man, this is what I, it's like, kind of like smelling men's deodorant. You're like, man, I want to, I want to smell like charcoal. You know, it's like, kind of like, I want to eat something that kind of tastes like that a little bit. Does that make sense? No, that did not. Now, the, the separate analogy of men's deodorant did make sense. Cause sometimes you're like, wow, I, I want to smell, you know, this particular in this, this unique good smell. But that did not. Let's see the. Like, are you saying you have to be in the mood for black licorice? Is that? Oh, it's a mood thing. It's a mood thing. (laughs) Yeah, black licorice is like a man. I haven't had that in a while. Let me try it again. You're like, oh, that was great. You're like, I should eat this more often. And then the second time you eat it, you're like, let's not eat this more often. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Nothing else. There can't. That's not natural. Nothing in nature is like that. That's not how food should work. You shouldn't get, it shouldn't be an acquired taste where it's bad. And then you finally tolerate it. And then you get to the toleration point and then you try it again after that and say, well, let's not try this for another time. It doesn't make any sense. Well, there's some foods like that understand. that are good for a period of time and then not later on. What, like kale? I don't get it. It's I'm so confused. Kale, I, I, I put it in the kale category. Oh my goodness. At least kale's good for you. So it's black. Yeah, lots of nutritional value in in the black licorice. Yeah, no doubt. No, but kind of something like that, or uh, I'm trying to think of something that as you get older, you enjoy more. To me, that was cheesecake. (laughs) As you uh... now, this is a hot take. I do like, and everyone in America is going to disagree with me here. I'm in the wrong. I know it. Let me drink so I can do a spit take. I think I like black licorice more than cheesecake. We're done. We're done. We're actually done with this podcast. And I think it's because I don't like. We're we're done. No, no, no. Sour things like sour. Cheesecake sour. I guess if it's pretty raunchy cheesecake, got so much sour cream in them. Made from scratch, it can't be can't be a little sour. Yeah, I thought you were talking about black licorice for a second. I don't. I don't get the sour. Oh no, no. Um, same reason why I don't like Greek yogurt. But I feel like some people really love Greek yogurt. You're supposed to dump like all the good stuff in the Greek yogurt. It's like the gravy on the stuffing at Thanksgiving. See, but some people except will my mom's stuffing. Mom some people will stuffing. tell you it's good on their own. Black licorice is my Greek yogurt. I thought you said minus the health benefits. Now, granted, I'm not eating it all the time. Black licorice is better than cheesecake. You're crazy, dude. That's why I said do, do like that's got that's, that's got to be like the cover art, the thumbnail for this video. It's gonna have nothing to do with the movies we talked about. It's got to be. I just want to see an X over a cheesecake, the most divine piece of cheesecake you've ever seen, and then a green circle, and you just like turning and being excited at the at the black licorice. And that that are we are we just clickbaiting? Are we fishing? Anyways, for views? is that I what think, we've come to? Sorry, that's I'm insane. going back to the candy corn. I think it was, I'm thinking about how we got on this. I was like, yeah, black licorice is a taste that you can learn to acquire. Candy corn's not. Like, you never, the taste that you have as a kid is the same that you get as an adult. Your palate doesn't change for it. I think your palate changes for everything as an adult. Now you can you can still Except think it's candy worse. Corn, man, it's still bad. <laughs> it can get worse. It's good. Why do people Anyways, eat candy corn? So I was putting, we're rating this movie on a scale of candy corn to. I choose. I choose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I gotta pick a chocolate item. So I'm trying to think of my favorite chocolate item. Yeah, I was like, you kind of like chocolate, right? Chocolate's up there. No, I'm I'm definitely more of like, give me Skittles, give me high cheese. Oh, really? More the the fruity, citrusy flavors rather than the chocolatey, creamy flavors. Okay. You know, another thing of growing up, 
I used to, Milky Ways used to be my favorite chocolate bar. Milky Ways are good. But now as I'm older, I'm learning that Snickers are superior. They're not as sweet. I feel like a Milky Way like almost hurts my teeth Okay, for so some reason. Milky but... Ways and Snickers are the exact same one. It's just the nut on top. Well, I don't think Snickers are quite as like rich as a Milky Way, but probably because of the nuts. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably because, well, that's because the nut kind of kicks in. Um, yeah, it smooth, it balances out. My favorite chocolate bar, and this is this is what I'm going to rate this movie as, as a Hershey's Symphony milk chocolate. Ooh, okay, all right. That's like a the candy Aren't those bar good, that though? I I think are like, really I, good. Was, yeah, I was like, yeah, you like those. I those are my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, like, I don't really like chocolate bar. that much. I'm going to the chocolate category to rate this. Now, now, this is would be like on a scale of one to ten, like a seven. Okay. Okay. Anyway, I I think that's weird. I feel like my chocolate taste should be better. Like, but I don't want it to be because I want to keep enjoying these Symphony chocolate bars. And There's nothing like, wrong oh, with the Symphonies. Symphonies are good. Well, I mean, let's be honest. It's just another rendition of American chocolate. Well, I mean, like I now there are snobs out there who say the European chocolate is better, and I can guarantee they're right because it probably is. And... I'm all about the Brazilian chocolate. I was about to say, I was like, you probably, you know, I'm just Mexican kidding. Chocolate. I have no idea. I, I was like, there. they, uh, <laughs> uh, that stuff is really good to cook with, but I think that's the only thing it's good for actually, uh, in, in that part of the world. But I mean, Anyways, what's not, your rating for this movie? Uh, probably seven out of 10 as well. Okay. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. So we are, uh, we have been very agreeable lately. Not lately. Christmas was a disaster. Christmas movies was absolutely awful. Christmas Aside from movie, that, we've been, Christmas movie we've been was pretty, good until the end, be honest. No, no, it was it okay. It you hey. can't say by Polar Express winning that it was good until the end. Polar Express got way farther than it should have. And okay. solely I think it was due to the bracket run that it had. To be fair, you got your biggest dub that you could have asked for in this in that bracket. No, that is not the biggest I, I do everything on the right side of that of that bracket, at least it was better than. Maybe I, if you wanted to argue it's a wonderful life, I'll take it for okay, sure. So you you have to remember icon. the bracket. Your biggest victory was that Elf did not advance through the first round. Oh, that's true. I was pretty happy about that one. Yeah, it beat Elf. I think that's I think that's what it went up against in the first round. That's not no. You can't. I'm saying you can only you can't compare it to a movie that didn't pass. No, no, you can't. What kind of what kind of nonsense are you arguing? You can be like, you can't be that mad. You you could have you could have lost worse. Like, come on, that's not a good argument. Now, I do think you would have been more upset if Elf moved around, moved on one round than Polar Express winning. No, really? No, not true. No, no, I I don't I don't care for Elf, but I do think Elf not making it anywhere and Polar Express making it all the way. Polar Express is such an egregious sin that it did that. I think it had a good bracket. I think it had a good bracket. Oh my gosh. I I mean, that's not how the term is supposed to work though. I know some runs are easier than others. Okay. I get that Gordon Hayward had a good bracket when he was in college. Like they just had good matchups. Not that they were a bad team. They just had good matchups. Let me tell you what it beat over. So I have the bracket up. It beat okay. over Candy Cane Lane, which we knew it was going to sweep because it was just a new movie. And so it's an easy dub. Right. It's next hardest one was Charlie Brown Christmas, which I think we all equally agreed. We wanted to give some love to Charlie Brown, but I think we all, you know, knew that Polar Express. You even voted for Polar Express there. I did. I did. I, oh, no, I let this happen. No. You voted no, for it twice. Is, I... The only, the only part where it became contention uh... was when it came up to Klaus. Oh, look at this have happened. It so is. I, I think you're only oh. upset about the Klaus. No, no, I'm not. That that was salt in the wound for sure. Klaus is just a better movie. It's inarguable. No, I, I think that was the only one. Because honestly, like you can't complain about it beating the other ones. I think it just had an easy bracket run. Now, you're right. I told you this was completely uh, randomized here. It was randomized, but having an easy bracket one should not constitute a not the best movie winning the whole thing. That's well, not that's how it's why supposed it's... to work. Okay, it also helps that you have not seen Home Alone. I don't think and Home Jeremy had never made seen it that far. Yeah, no, Home Alone did not make it far because you hadn't seen it. 
Well, the rest of you guys had, and it, it lost to uh, Christmas Vacation, right? I think. I voted for Home Alone. Okay. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Cause I had seen it and Jeremy liked Christmas Vacation more. Okay. Yeah. 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 But no, dude, this is not. This, I do think this... a couple of, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think it's as big as a deal as you're making it. It is. It is. It, it was the winner. Okay. It was the winner. And to me, that's the big deal that, that in the end, we three people who breathe have dreams and aspirations. We pay taxes. We try to be good people. We came together with cognitive thought and reasoning and taste and what I thought was merit. And we came together. We sat in this room, Ethan Thompson. We sat here. And the best we could do out of all 17 of these movies, the best we could do is put Polar Express at number one. Okay? I wanted to that put the Santa Claus number one. I'm saying that's what I want. That's not any better. That's now, not, to be fair, no. I do think a sleeper that it got knocked out probably earlier than it should that's have. Like moving from Alabama to Missouri. What? Oh, which one? Uh, I've never been Santa? in one of those states. <laughs> You're right. I have no grounds to talk on that. It's like moving from Idaho to Utah. But <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> I was surprised that the Grinch didn't beat out the Christmas Carol, the Christmas Story. Christmas Story went on, right? No, Grinch went on. No, no, yeah. no. A Christmas Carol went on. To me, that was probably the biggest, biggest upset. Can you throw it up? I think you can yeah, screenshot us to record, right? Yeah. And that's why I'm telling, like, looking at it, it had by far the easiest bracket. Right? I, I, after the Charlie Brown thing, it, it did have an easier bracket, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean it should have won. This is inexcusable. You see that? Yeah. I, to be I, fair, all... I think. Klaus and Polar Express was the real final. I uh, sometimes I don't think I don't way. think this was the real final. I, I think it was Klaus and sometimes the Eastern Conference yeah, final, it's a wonderful the Western life. Conference final, be the real final. Yeah, exactly. I think I think because it's a wonderful life to me is a better movie than National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. Yeah, the the right side. I I do feel like uh, even Elf, to be quite frank is considered the you know the bangers of the Christmas movies. To be fair, we we, think, re- we really hate on Elf. Yeah, we were pretty harsh on it. Which it, it deserves rightfully a little so. more love than it does. I understand well, your I understand your point that you made. I think we were a little too harsh. We made it seem like it was the worst movie on here, which it's not. I mm, Rudolph might be, I think. Have you even seen Rudolph? Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, I've seen I've seen that Rudolph. To me, Rudolph is like in its own category. <laughs> it's like <laughs> okay. First off, then that... we should have put Polar Express there, so it should have died in the first maybe, round. Maybe next year, what we'll do is we'll have like the live action versus the animations, and then have a live action animation meet in the finals. We got to recover from this man. Whatever this this just feels inexcusable. This feels this was like... this was also a tough one at the beginning. A Christmas Story versus National Lampoon. That was that was a tight matchup in the first round. I will say that that was that was another like ooh no. That's what I'm saying. Polar Express had an easy ride so, on the tracks. It, I know, Ethan. You said that five times. I get it. I understand what you're saying. I do. Believe me, I do. It just it just got too far. It did, and that's 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 the long and short of it. I'm just so saying the only one up. you can argue that could have cut it up. off was Klaus, and that's which it should have. Okay, in all honesty. I will I will get off my high horse and say that Klaus overall might not be considered the best movie on here, which I get. I think it is, but I get not thinking it's the greatest. But just to what it to what to what every to, 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 to. this this implies that Polar Express is better than Christmas Vacation. It implies it's better than Santa Claus. It implies it's better than Christmas no, Carol. No, it, it, does, it does. It does. It does. That's what it means. This is why we did this. Is... First one. Hang on. Hang on. You're not understanding how a tournament works. Okay? How a bracket works. The best team wins. The best movie wins. And what we did is we decided that Polar Express was the best movie. But it's not. And it will never be among any of these. A couple of them, I think, is better than a few of them, actually. But it's just it's, that's just what happened. Okay? Well, that's what, and we, that's we what I'm saying. Our top ten list would have been very different. 
And that's what makes this exercise fun. Yeah, it was real fun. I thought you had a great time. Fun. Yeah, yeah. I think, honestly, you had fun until right here. A real treat. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun until we got to the bottom right of everything, and I was thinking, okay. You agree, though, with this bracket, far. though, it deserved to be in the final four with this bracket layout. It deserved it to come is. out of this bracket. I, I really did say it was better than Charlie Brown, didn't I? Man. I remember Jeremy persuaded you with the uh He did, because it, it's longer. It's a 3D animation compared to a very simplistic. This, I do think, was the, the, the weaker bracket, so it had a clear ride. It just, it was the weaker, it just, it, you know, it's like Boise State in the Mountain West, you know, back in the day. Yeah. It was better than everybody else that inflated the ranking number. So, anyway. Well, anyways. I'm getting sick uh, to my stomach. This was a wonderful tangent, though. Thank you very much for this great trip down memory lane. And, yeah, great, yeah, no, no, no problem there. Happy to help you with that. Let me stop sharing. Christmas movies are all about nostalgia. Well, thanks for anyway, listening, everybody. Yeah, uh, thanks for uh, listening to that last tangent. A more of a mild episode, uh, all things considered, except for the latter half. I got a little worked up. I, I do not apologize, but thank you for sticking around. Yeah, no problem. See, talk to you guys later. Bye.